Welcome to the My Big Church Podcast. On this podcast, you will hear a message of hope and inspiration from one of our pastors. We hope you enjoy the message. This is the Big Church Podcast. This morning, we think about um, Fourth of July and we think about it food and fun and family and friends. First of all, everybody stick your hands up in here. Let me see them. Okay, no accidents on any kind of fireworks. Y'all still got two, two hands, so that's good. A few fingers here, there. But, but the 4th of July is something that we need to understand in our history that there was 13 colonies. And what gets me a lot of times, too, is, is I hear in some of the states of the Union, they're not even teaching U.S. history anymore. And, I mean, that's like, it was like one of my favorite subjects in school because I wanted to learn about what happened to me so I could know what happened, what's going to happen in the future. But they don't teach that stuff anymore. But what happened is, is these people got together and they decided they didn't want to live under the tyranny. They didn't want to live under, under oppression of, against England anymore. So they decided to break away. So because we are able to sit here in this, in this air-conditioned building, because we're able to drive our cars into this place, we need to honor those who have fought for the freedom that have allowed us to be in this place that we are in today. Name of my message is freedom is not free. It costs people something to, for you to sit here. But let me give you the story of liberty right here. Liberty, it, the definition is the state or condition of people who are able to act and speak freely. Do you know the fastest rising church in, a, in the world right now is the church in China? Do you know the fa- one of the fastest rising churches right now in the world is in Iran? Those people, they have to fight. Listen to me. They have to fight for what you get for free. They have to make a choice. And I heard somebody say this, that they're teaching people in China. Listen to this. They're teaching people how to witness to people, how to witness and tell how good God is as they're walking towards their death. Are we free? Or are we under the oppression of of being free? Let me read this to you. Free is not under the control of or not under the power of. It's not enslaved. But when Jesus came, Jesus gave this freedom message. Listen to this. Isaiah 61.1. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty or freedom to the captives and the opening of prisons to those who are bound. If we, look at that, if we look at that passage of Scripture, we say, what kind of mission is that? He didn't hang out with the popular crowd. When Jesus started talking about this, he sent me to preach good tidings to the poor. So he hung out with the poor people. Not only the poor didn't have any money, but also the poor in spirit. He said, I've sent them out to heal the brokenhearted. A lot of times we don't want to get... He sent them to the lame. He sent him to the blind. He sent them to the sin sick. Not your typical church growth model, right? A lot of times we want people, we want perfect people to be in church, right? Can I just tell you this much right now? Church and ministry is messy. And if you've not figured that out yet, you need to come and be around it because all sitting in this room right now is a bunch of imperfect people who have lives that are trying to figure out this and trying to do that. If you had it all together, you wouldn't be in here. Church is messy, and that's what Jesus came to do. But freedom is not easy, 
But here are some steps that we can find freedom. The number one, first one is accountability brings freedom. 2 Peter 2.20 says, For if they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of Lord Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter is worse for them than the beginning. I want to give you some, uh, I just want you to understand this morning, you have escaped. You're already free. But a lot of times what we do is we don't understand that that is already a done deal with God. But we live in a way, we get entangled and enslaved again to our addictions and to our anger and to our fears and to our depressions. And we get addicted back to our habits and our old mindsets. And what happens is, is when you go back, it always gets worse. The Bible says if you clean up yourself, and, and I'm, I'm giving you the paraphrased version of it, but if you clean yourself up and you do all these things, but then you allow things to come into your life, you'll be seven times worse than when you first started. How many has ever been, if you ever been addicted, you ever know you get back into the world, you end up being more addicted, right? You, all these things seem like they keep coming back around. Verse 21, it says, for it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known from it to turn from the holy commandments delivered unto God. Once you know, you're accountable. Once you know, you're accountable for it. Here it is. You can run from it. You can hide from it. You can discount it. You can ignore it. You can do, you can make excuses about it. But once you know the power of God, there is nothing that you can do to get away from it. Jesus said, I am the way I am the truth, and I am the life. The truth is the key to freedom. Have you ever went up to someone and they're talking to them, and, and you know, if you're trying to counsel with them, and you say, well, can I tell you the truth? What's the first thing uh, that you, you kind of see? Well, wait a minute, they start backing out just a little bit. But until you're accountable, accountability plus responsibility equals freedom. And until you get to the place where people can actually speak into your life and you are able to receive that into your life, you're never going to get free from the thing that you wanted that you It's not going to happen. Because the first thing they do is your wall goes up and you start thinking, you know, who are you to tell me? Who are you to tell me what I'm doing wrong? Well, you ask me. There's been people that have gotten mad at me before, but they asked me the question. I was like, well, do you really want the, the real answer? Or do you want me to give you the one that I'm going to make up and give to you? Because I can give you both. But the first one's not going to help you, but the second one will set you free. Let's go on. Number two, you have to stand in your freedom. Galatians 5.1 says this, stand fast. That means stand still. Therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be, here's that word, entangled again with the yoke of bondage. It is not easy to stand, but you got to stand. You may not feel free and you may not feel like it, but you still have to stand. You may feel like bending a knee to culture. I just wonder. It's not a black thing, a white thing, a Hispanic thing. It's not a, it's a God, it's a patriotic thing to know. I just wonder if we took a knee like these two and we started calling on God and saying, God, can you change? Can you make our law enforcement better? God, can you make our governments better? God, can you change our families? Can you do? I wonder how much of a difference we can make on those knees. You got to stand in your salvation. You have to stand in your healing. The Bible says, by your stripes, I am healed. 
God, I don't feel healed. Stand in your healing. God, I don't feel like it's going to, you got to stand and you got to believe that that's what he's doing. A lot of times faith is the thing when you stand, even when you haven't seen it yet. That's what faith is. There are things in your life right now, you don't, your children may still be acting a fool, but stand in faith and say, God, one of these days they're not going to be cray cray anymore. They're going to come back to you. Keep standing. Number three, you have to accept your freedom. Isaiah 58, 6 says this, to loose the bonds of wickedness, I love this, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, that you can break every yoke. Here's the good thing about God. God wants to undo everything that you did. In golf, he wants to give you a mulligan. And how many mulligans has he given you in your life? Oh, Jesus, you can't even count them on mine. My sheet would look so bad right now for all the mulligans I've gotten. But what I love about it, do we still use pencils in school or anything? Okay, I didn't know. I've been out of school for 120 years. So, But I love about a pencil is you can write on one side, then you can flip that thing over and you can erase on the other side. God sees your sin in pencil. You see it in permanent marker. He sees it in pencil, and yet yet you keep bringing up those things in your own mind, and you have written it over with permanent marker, and you can't even get to the bottom of it. You might still see or feel the shadow underneath because sin leaves a residue. Have you ever, uh, you ever uh, erased something with a pencil? You can still see the little bit underneath it that you didn't think you do. But I got to tell you one thing right now. Sin leaves a residue. If you were in school with me, my paper looked terrible because I was always erasing some. There was that debris all over the place. But here's what God wants to do. God wants to walk up to your sheet of paper and he wants to start wiping all that stuff off and say, listen, you don't have to erase that anymore because I already erased it. You don't have to go there. I've already taken care of that. So many times we just want to start, we want to keep bringing the same back, things back up to God. He's like, listen, I use a permanent eraser. I, gave, I forgave you of your sins now, in the present, and in the future. And here's another thing I want to free you up. And this is not, listen to me, this is not giving you a license to go out and do whatever the heck you want to do. It's not. But God is saying this, I have got a place. I'm keeping my, I'm keeping my pencil handy because I know you're probably going to mess up in the future. Is that a license to go out and do what you want to do? No. But to know and to be free and to know that God still loves you no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how far you've been away from him. He's standing with his arms up and just, man, I wish they would just come back to me. That's all I want. You might still see those things. He wants to wipe your slate clean. Number four, you have to value your freedom. Your freedom cost him something. He didn't have to come down here and die for you. He didn't have to come down and go through all of the things. He didn't have to love us. God looked around heaven and he chose the very best thing that he had to send him down here. But Jesus probably could have said, you know, I really don't feel like doing that because there's going to be a lot of pain and a lot of heartache down there. But the Bible says you were bought with a price. Listen to this. David said, I will not offer sacrifices that do not cost me anything. There is something to following God and finding freedom that's going to cost you a little bit of your time. It's going to cost you a little bit of your money. It's going to cost you a little bit of your resources. And all. It's going to cost you something. 
If, you, if it doesn't cost you anything, you will never value it. Come on, there's things in your life, if it, if it didn't have a value to it, you would just throw it away and you would discard it. But God says, I want you to take this thing and, show, and let me see you what this is what I've cost. you got to give up your freedom. If you got to become a slave, now let me tell you this, you become a slave to whatever you give yourself to. You ever notice that? I said in my life before, I remember having a good job and I said, if I can only get to this, I was raised where we didn't have a lot of money, to be honest. And I always thought, man, if I could get here, I would be happy. Well, I'd get there. And then I said, well, if I could only get here, I'd be even happier. I'd get there. And I got to the point where I was four or five tiers above what I said. And I got to the place where I'd never made no more. I'd never made more money in my life. And I was never more miserable than my life as I was at that point. I am not saying money is wrong, y'all. Don't, don't hear what I'm saying. I make half of what I used to make now, and I got more joy. I got more peace. I got more purpose. I got more fulfillment in what I'm doing because of that. Paul, who was the greatest preacher in the world, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He writes this. He says, I'm a prisoner of the Lord. He also says, I'm a slave to righteousness. Those are some in the culture we live in. We don't want to hear slaves and, 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 you know, we just don't want to hear because it's all about us. We don't want to make sure that we're not doing, let me just throw this. True independence and freedom comes from dependence. And until you're dependent upon someone besides yourself, you're never going to find the freedom that you're looking for. God says this. He says, give up your rights. You got to understand when you come to Christ, it's not a democracy. It's his way. He is the king. He is the ruler of your life. We, we say, Lord, Lord. But is he the Lord of our lives? We say, God, we want you to take this from me, but do we hold it and we keep pulling it back? And do we keep trying to hold on to this and grab hold of that? And we say, Lord, we, he's like, you're not making me Lord of your life. You're still trying to, like Tim said, Pastor Tim said last week, you need to fire yourself. You ever had a bad boss? I had one for about 20 years, and I ain't going there. But when you have someone bad, you need to look at yourself and say, God, I'm not doing a very good job with my life. I need you to come in and make things new. Close. Let me close with this. July 4th was not the actual day. You got to hear this part. Not the actual day that the, that the independence was signed. They approved the wording on that day, but I believe it was signed on August the 12th, so almost a month later. But here's what happened. The word got out. Mm, listen. The word got out. It got advertised that from that point there, they were free. So it didn't matter if they'd signed a, a paper, if they didn't matter if, if all of the things that weren't signed and dotted and all that stuff. They got the word that they were free, and they remembered. They said, oh, happy day. Sometimes I think we've just got to remember how good God has been to us. When you start telling people in your world how good God's been and not how bad your problems are, you're going to start seeing things change in your workplace, in your school, in your communities, and even in your family you got to remember you're free. Yeah. A lot of times we walk around, we come to church, and, and can I be honest with you? A lot of times, ugh, sometimes church folks are some of the most bound people around because the world doesn't know they're bound. But we come into church and we start, we start 
showing all of these things that we do, we got to understand that God has set us free from the things that we keep going back to. And it's because our old mindsets and mentalities keep coming to the forefront. We're the one that keep bringing it and drudging it up and bringing it in. Again, God has the eraser out. He's erased it, but yet we keep bringing it back. Sometimes we forget how good God has been. And we're not captives anymore. we got to start acting like we're free. Why do we have to start acting like we're free? Because bound people can't free people. There are people coming into this church. There are people coming into churches all over Louisville area and the surrounding counties, and we need all good churches on board right now. Listen, this is not the end all of everything. God has got a lot of good churches in in the surrounding county. We need to understand that we have people, we're a hospital for those who are coming in off there that don't know any better. We are the people that come in. We're the first line of defense for them. And what happens when we come in and we try to tell some? It's like somebody used to try to tell me, well, you're an alcoholic, and they drank every other day, and they were always cheating on their wives, and they were always, and I was like, I'm probably not going to take advice from you because you're in a worse place than I am. We have to get into a place where when they come in here, we got to start acting like we're free folk. We got to come in. When they come into your family reunion, they got to see something different about you before they want something of what you got. Okay, I'm going to go on before I get in more trouble. Everybody stand with me just a moment. I want you to picture, here are people coming from all over the world. And as they ride boats into the harbor there in New York, they see the Statue of Liberty. And you think of the thoughts when they first see that. It's a sign of freedom. It's a sign of independence. It's a sign of a brand new start. Some of these people were coming from some very bad places and they were looking for a new start. That's what God's doing this morning. But if we also look up into history, we look at the cross and we see on the cross that that was the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. That was the sacrifice that God made by sending his only son When you look at the cross, you see love. When you look at the cross, you see the old is gone and the new has started. The past has been covered. Here's what Jesus' death did. He broke sin's chains. Will I say that you're, because you come to Christ, that you're never going to have a problem in your life? No. Will I say that you still might not struggle? No, I'm not saying that. Because so many people have been disillusioned to feel that as soon as they come to Jesus, their life is just going to be perfect because it's not. But the thing about it is you've got someone who sticks closer than a brother standing next to you. You have an advocate with the Father to say, okay, if I mess up, i got a mediator that's coming in and can change everything. And when he tore that veil, he gave you access to God. When Jesus said, it is finished, He meant it was finished. It says we can bow boldly to the throne. We don't have to worry about someone else praying for us. We don't have to go to the priest anymore. We don't have to. We can come boldly to the throne. He opened the door, and he unlocked the prison door. I still see a picture sometimes of people who've been saved, and they're still sitting in a cage. And they're just sitting back, and they're relaxed in their cage, and they maybe have their recliner out. And they keep saying, man, I wish I was free. (laughs) I wish I was free. I wish I could just get past this. 
And I believe the Holy Spirit is just trying to say, will you get up out of your comfortable position? Will you just walk over to the door and will you just push it open? It's already open, but yet in your mind, you've kept it locked. Oh, goodness. I'm trying to help somebody here this morning. You need to get up out of that position and you need to push the door open and walk out into your freedom. Through Jesus, you can be free. You've tried it on your own. And for most of us, including myself, it's failed. Jesus said this morning, come and I'll give you freedom. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.